0: Coming up on this episode, we began by stalking Colby across New England, sharing how to expand your smart home, and discussing why blinds don't have cords anymore. Then we get into the week tech news, including the future of iPhone and the addition of hand tracking to the Oculus. Stick around, it all starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 261, recorded December 9th, 2019. Reach out and touch someone. Hello everybody, welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and you. I am Sean Jennings, joined as always by the man, the Watchman Watch, it is Dan Miller.
1: Good afternoon, good evening.
0: And good night, yes. Good night. Yes, it is night. It is night. It is night.
1: Yeah, we're we're Colbyless.
0: Just the two of us couldn't be bothered.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Do we know where he, I, you know, it's so funny because you guys are always doing something so often that I just don't remember why you're not here.
1: Because I always mix you up. I'm like,
0: oh, this person's doing, and I'm like, I am very confused.
1: I don't remember at all. If only there was some
0: kind of app where people would check in with their location and you could look and see.
1: Yeah, let's stop Colby.
0: (laughs) I'm sure you would appreciate that.
1: Twenty-nine minutes ago, Colby checked into the malted barley in Providence, Rhode Island, which, that's right. Something, something, sister, something, something, Providence. Something birthday, something? (coughs) Something
0: birthday, something, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Rhode Island something, yeah. That's great. Do you like Rhode Island, Dan?
1: Uh, I have been to Rhode Island more than most, because I used to work for a company that's headquartered out of Rhode Island. I don't particularly care for Providence.
0: Mm Mm-hmm, fair.
1: uh, But... I've been to the nice part once, which is called... What's the nice part called? Connecticut? No. Oh. Kazam! I got him. <laughs> you burned. No, uh, Newport, Newport, yes. Newport. Which was nice. Actually, I've been there twice. Once in the winter, once in the summer. I like Newport. It's very fancy, though. Um, yeah. How about you? Do you what, what are your opinions on Rhode Island now that Colby's not
0: here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now I can really be honest. I don't have to hold back anymore. You know how much Colby loves Rhode Island. Uh, no, I, uh, I'm perfectly fine with it. I do yeah. not have a strong opinion on Rhode Island. It is a place. I have no need to ever be there. You got your Lincoln Chafee. You got your... Uh... You know, it's funny. I actually did a project in i think middle school where each kid got a state and i got rhode island so i do know some rhode island fun facts such as did you know mr potato head was invented in rhode island no i didn't know that and the original mr potato head uh the way it worked is you would get the the like the arms or the eyes or the mouth in a box of cereal but you would have to provide your own potato at home Oh, interesting. They didn't They didn't sell it as a whole kit. They just sent you the little pieces in the cereal boxes, and you'd stick it on a potato at home, and that became Mr. Potato Head.
1: Uh, speaking of Lincoln Chafee, did you know that in March eleventh, 2019, Chafee, after having endorsed Hillary Clinton for president, switched from the Democratic to Libertarian Party? It's considering a run for the Libertarian Party in 2020.
0: I mean, you know, get on the Chafee train.
1: Choo choo! choo, choo. <laughs> nice.
0: Yep. Uh,
1: um. So here's here's I've I've officially I think we maybe touched on this a bit last week. I've officially caught the smart home flu.
0: Uh, congratulations! There is no cure. Thank you.
1: And I, I think I have probably caught some sort of actual flu too because I've been blowing <laughs> my nose for three weeks. Uh. But. I'm trying to. So I, after Colby last week said that you can set up these uh, location-based automations in HomeKit. Yeah. I set one up so that when I come before by when I get home, right before I get home, my Christmas tree turns on. So my Christmas tree is basically always on, as far as I can tell. Yeah. But I've checked; it does turn off and out there, which is super awesome. So I'm looking for other things. I am, yeah. I am waiting, I'm waiting on the, the stupid light bulbs, they're so expensive, but yeah. it's probably my only option because I can't take out my 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 light switches, and I was disappointed to learn yesterday that the IKEA smart blinds, which are reasonably priced, their HomeKit stuff has been delayed, also you can only get them in stores, yeah. which is... But literally, I'm at almost as close as you can be to an IKEA in New York City. Uh, the IKEA in Red Hook is one neighborhood away from me, uh, so I should really just go. But then that would cut into my Watchmen watching time.
0: Of course, and that's for sure more important,
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> right? But but I have also this this new this new disease has been intersecting with. Uh, another latent interest of mine, which is doing more things with my Raspberry Pi. Okay. And then I found out, I saw one of these articles about how the HomeKit support for the smart blinds had been delayed, that you can get them to work today with HomeKit with this cool thing called HomeBridge, which I heard a lot about. Basically a Raspberry Pi is a computer and it can take things over Bluetooth, over Wi-Fi, whatever, and present it to HomeKit as HomeKit things. So you just like, you don't write any code. You just write some configuration. You know what JSON is, Sean?
0: Uh, yeah, that's my brother, Jason Jennings. <laughs> He's a cool dude. You should meet him.
1: Yeah, so you just get you just get your brother up in there to 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 write some text, some configuration, and you're off to the races. So now I'm like really excited
0: because this seems like a project. Yeah, this looks cool. I'm looking at this homebridge thing. Now,
1: Sean, if this at all sounds intriguing to you, I also found out that there's a company that sells home bridges out of the box. Uh, so you just you get a device, home bridge. Crap, what was this thing called? Uh, all in one. Will this will this come up? Bridge. It's called like the Husa or something stupid like that. Uh. Anyways, I'll find it. So I don't have a garage. I can't change my front door. So, but what I thermostat?
0: Think, you got a smart thermostat? No.
1: Uh, well, no, because we just have radiators that you go. Eh, 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 eh. Uh. Now, hypothetically, hypothetically, they do make smart radiator valves. Uh. But that sounds um, risky to install.
0: <laughs> yeah, the the yeah. failure on something like that's going to be pretty bad. It's going to be hot and steamy. Yeah. Hoobs, now my hoobs,
1: hoobs uh, homebridge. There we go. Hoobs.org. Stick this in the show notes.
0: Hoobs uh, like boobs with an H.
1: Hoops with an H. You can get yourself a uh, a little box that runs Homebridge. You can oh, look at this! Hoops, hoops
0: three is here. It's here, finally. Hoops, hoops for everyone. You've all been waiting for Easy upgrade to Hoops three. Oh, this is cool. Look at this. Oh shit, Dan! I hate when you get me to spend more money. <laughs> oh look, Colby's in the chat room. I just I just hooked up. Look at that. He mentioned Jace, Jason Derulo.
1: Um, so, anyways, that's all background knowledge. The thing that Colby inspired me with, with the location-based thing, is it's really cool when I get home and the Christmas tree is on. Uh That's really, it's just, that's just a fun thing. Can I instrument my house with other sensors such that, because I feel like this whole time I'm like, oh... Smart home is, like, you turn things on and off with your voice or from your phone. But, and maybe this was also something you were saying last week, Sean. The real magic is when you, things turn on and off automatically. You don't have to do anything. Yep. Can I just make it so that whenever, if I'm not at my, like, obviously I can make it so if I'm not at my house, it turns all the lights off. But in this room, for instance, which is, like, the only room that's pretty much disconnected from all the other ones. Mm Mm-hmm. Could I make it so that when I
0: leave this room, it turns the lights off? So this was my billion-dollar startup idea that nobody ever jumped on. And so I will pitch it again for, like, the third time on the show because it's so good, which is eye beacons. Why does nobody sell a bunch of small eye beacons you can stick around your house? And so it tracks you as you go from room to room. I don't know of any system like that that actually exists. And if there is one, I will buy it, because that's kind of the idea. I don't know of any way to get that micro-location tracking. Yeah, that's... Well,
1: I saw these, like, motion sensors. Oh, sure. Okay. Which maybe could kind of get at that. I was thinking, like... If I, if I had, like, a, a series of laser beams in this doorway, oh, it would yeah. know when I pass through it. Well, but they've, like... Really, mm. Ideally, you'd want it to turn on before you've entered the room. So I want
0: to just, like, wave my hand in the door and click, the lights turn on. Well, but you could... All right. I don't know if this is possible, but could you use the NFC in the Apple Watch to tap against an NFC tag on the wall as you enter and exit a room?
1: Yeah, I need to look into these NFC things. Didn't you buy some NFC no, things? No,
0: I keep threatening to. But you haven't yet? No. There's it's one no of those things re- I just keep forgetting to do. No referral link that I can go to? No. No. Um, I had one of the really good um, like Mac sites like that does Mac reviews and stuff. They, they picked out a couple that sounded really good. I think it's in my Insta paper somewhere.
1: So yeah, I would be very interested in that. If you have any other ideas of cool, cause I, I haven't really been thinking about the sensors and the way that you could hook the sensors. I've been thinking only about the end sort of the outputs of the smart home, but not the inputs to the smart home. Right. And this is where it's all coming together for me. So if you have any recommendations for inputs. I don't really need the water sensor. The water sensor seems super cool. I don't, I'm on the top floor, so I don't super need it.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think of other zany zany sensors that would trigger stuff. You know, what's cool is I do... The problem is I they- don't know about their external compatibility, but I have... Wise makes both motion and um, open-close sensors. So contact sensors, essentially. For like doors and things like that, but I don't know how much you can program them out. I think they have like IFT compatibility and stuff, and they're really cheap, so it might be a fun thing to play. Wise Sense, um, because in my experience, they both work pretty. I have the contact sensors on my doors, um, and they seem to work pretty well. And then what's great is if you have the Wise Cam it'll automatically activate the camera if it shows it's something opening or the motion. This another
1: cool thing I can do with Homebridge. I can hook my Nest camera up yeah. to HomeKit and then have it trigger things. Yep. Which yeah, I'm that would be cool. Investigate when, someday when I have time and after I've watched Watchmen.
0: And if... It, I think, does Nest have, like... I know they keep threatening to do it, individual person detection, because then that's what you could use if it, like, detects Dan mm-hmm. Miller in the room... Yeah, I don't know. Oh, Colby bought the NFC things. Spoiler alert. He's just well, bragging.
1: I look forward... Just like Tim Cook, I look forward to what you're going to do with it, Colby.
0: <laughs> well, you know, Dan, I just backed a Kickstarter. Oh? A smart home Kickstarter. Which means Go I've on. basically thrown the money away. Um, so I complained, I think even last week or two weeks ago on the show... One of my biggest smart home conundrums, which was my curtains. Right. Because I I have a big front window that faces a busy street. So I open the curtains, but if I come home late or something, they're open with the lights on and people can see in. And I, I would like them to automatically open and close even when I'm not home for the cat and for light to get into the house. But I didn't know of any way to do it. Introducing... Something that I'm embarrassed to say I saw in a Facebook ad. Um, Yes, they are. Now all I get are Kickstarter Facebook ads. It's the SwitchBot curtain.
1: Oh my God, I saw this.
0: Did you? Yeah, I'm an idiot. I bought it. But it it is a good idea, which is it's just a little motorized rolling thing that just rolls them open and rolls them closed. This, Sean, this
1: is... Wait, Or did you post this in the channel?
0: I did just now, but I didn't previously. Okay. I
1: don't know where I saw this because I remember seeing this and thinking like, this is Dan's stupid robot. Yep. It's a robot that can only move in one direction and then it can move back. That's all you need.
0: You're exactly right. It's, it's so stupid an idea that it's probably <laughs> a stupid idea, but um, if for exactly what I need it to do, this is the solution. So I'm very excited. ...to eventually, hopefully, maybe get this someday.
1: I really hope you get it. Uh,
0: yeah. <clears throat> I'm, I'm pulling for you. Oh, gee, thank you, Dan. I appreciate Three
1: years. it. Homebridge open source. What does that mean? I'm reading on this uh, SwitchBot. Homebridge. Oh, weird.
0: Yeah, I did not read into the details of it, which may be a shame on me... ...because this all might be just nonsense... But it also doesn't seem like that complicated. It's just a little motor on a wheel with some computer parts.
1: Here's a, here's a question: Since we're go all in on this uh, smart home sh- episode, oh hell yeah! Why the smart blinds are all the Rolly friends? Right. Why can't I get smart blinds that are the the shutter friends? They don't they don't retract. They just open. Whoop, whoop.
0: It's so simple. I've seen companies try it. Like, I've seen Kickstarters and other companies try it. Even with retrofit, like you currently have them And like this, you stick a little thing on that twists the the oh. thing that opens and closes them. But none of them have ever worked. And I, I agree with you. I don't quite know why they've never gotten that to...
1: Yeah, it seems like it would be easy, but maybe my, there's something I'm missing.
0: My guess would be most of those sort of <coughs> shutter blinds... Uh, well, actually, it's two things. One, did you know that actually, um, they don't make corded blinds anymore, really? They've more or less outlawed them?
1: Outlawed them?
0: Yes, they're they're a hazard for children. They tie the cords around their necks and they die. So all of them, now you go to the store, they're usually a couple, but they're slowly fading them off. They're all like manual hand lift, even the shuttered ones. Um, But outside of that, my guess is because those use multiple cords, so two or three cords throughout the blind to raise and close them. My guess is getting a motor that pulls them all equally without without it getting stuck or causing an issue maybe, and that's why the roller is simple cuz it's just one motion. Yeah, but I don't I don't quite know.
1: That's, that's a bummer. bummer. <laughs> um so the other thing I was reading about, which is not... It's not really something I would need right now, are the window open, window closed things. So, like, you have, uh, I don't know what you call them, window open sensors. So it senses when you open your window, mm-hmm. and it, like, automatically turns off your air conditioning. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. So then you're just like, oh, if it's, if it's nice enough outside, just open your window, and then your air conditioning turns off.
0: You could... You could do that really cheaply and easily, though.
1: Yeah. I already... My, when I put my air conditioner in, it's already hooked up with a smart outlet.
0: Mm-hmm. Easy peasy. But you could even...
1: Yeah. I, s- I see the gears turning. What are you thinking? This is, but
0: this is what's crazy about the smart home shit. It's like uh, solving algebra every time. Because it's like, this has to hook into this, has to plug into this, and is this compatible with that? And it's like... Is this what programming is like? Because I don't like it. Yeah. I like, I like simple things like marketing where there are no bad ideas. <laughs> Everything works.
1: Well, it is like it is, this is actually a great metaphor for programming because it's a lot of like, oh, this almost does what I want. If only I could change it to do this. Yep. And it's that last 1% that takes up 90% of your time. Wow, But it's easy to get something that kind of works. And isn't that what the internet really is? (laughs) The internet is a series of things that assumes that everything around it only kind of works.
0: Yep. Which is a great assumption. Yeah. As long as we hit most of it, we're okay. Alright, now I'm working on these these IKEA smart blinds again. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love for someone to try them out and, and find out how they work. Check the smart blinds challenge. Smart blinds are great. The problem is, I'm There's really no other smart home stuff that I want. Like I kind of maxed out, which is like sad. So if anyone out there knows of any zany smart home stuff I should buy, please let me know. I did. I swear to God, Dan, I legitimately Googled how much it would cost to buy a robot lawnmower. (laughs) I I really looked when I make them. They do. It's is it Husqvarna, How do you spell Husqvarna? What is that? Um, it is a um, power tools manufacturer. Uh, H U S Q V A R N A. Husqvarna. Okay. But they have um, they have a whole series of robotic lawnmowers that you can buy, um. This will also go in Slack in case you want one for your yard, but um, it's cool because you buy it and then they actually like send a Husqvarna person to your house and they install. Oh. They literally go around your property line and install like like a cable. Yeah. So it knows the the border. Sure. And um, yeah, the video of this thing is uh, is really quite interesting. It, wow. It, I,
1: these, I, these photos they have here, this thing seems to really like working at
0: really expensive houses. <laughs> Well because <laughs> I'll let you get to the part where you find out how much one of these things cost. Um, because
1: it's a less than a MacBook Pro. Come on. Well, MacBook Pros maybe are expensive. Less, maybe not less than every MacBook Pro, but uh, it'll be a lot less than a Mac Pro. Look but at I,
0: these things. I just you... love watching this thing like putt putt along. Oh yeah, let me watch
1: one of these videos. It
0: looks it looks too lightweight for it to really be able to cut anything. You know, it's kind of like a Roomba where it has to do, like, four <laughs> passes to really... Right. <clears throat> but I guess if it mows... I get The idea of it, and they say, is that it mows all week a little bit every time instead of doing one big mow, which I guess makes sense. hmm mm-hmm. But even, well, like, this- the most basic one is, like, 1600 bucks.
1: The video... The house in this video is a, a bit more reasonably priced.
0: Oh, my God. They have... Each comes equipped with GPS navigation, theft tracking, and Amazon Alexa compatibility.
1: Theft tracking. I never would have even thought about that. Yeah,
0: if it goes outside of your property line, it won't work. Huh. You can send commands to it anywhere in the world. What's the most exp- Oh my god, they have professional series? $3,500 yeah. is the most expensive. Oh, I didn't keep scrolling. Oh yeah, no, they just get more and more expensive. And fleet owners. That's an interesting business idea. You buy like ten of these, and you just drop them at people's houses and pick them up. It's kind of like the the scooters,
1: right? Lawnmowers share. Or yeah. is that for people out in the sticks and they they just uh,
0: instead of having car shares, they ride around on lawnmowers? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. For some reason, Dan, on these, they don't say anything about how much weight they hold. <laughs> I'm not quite sure why. This is really cool. I mean, I'm really glad this exists. I mean, they must sell some of the. If I were like a rich dude with a fancy, with like a big fancy house, I would get one of these. But I Wait, do. Have
1: you gone to calculate your lawn
0: size? No, <laughs> no, dude. The lawn calculator, look at that. What would be the perfect mower? Oh, look, you just put in your address. Let's see how this. Should I really give Husqvarna yeah, I think my so. address? Okay, zoom in and find your lawn. Here, I'm going to
1: put in mine. Let's compare. (laughs)
0: Yours.
1: (laughs) Zoom in and find your lawn. Uh... (laughs) Okay.
0: Mark the contours of your lawn.
1: This box fits five houses at its smallest size. I found my lawn. Mark the contours of... (laughs)
0: So which mower works best for you? <laughs>
1: uh, wait, uh, let me start again. I think I screwed up. I, I, I see. I was supposed to center the box on my lawn, not on my house. Okay. Zooming, 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 zooming. Okay, I found my lawn. Continue. Mark, draw a border around your lawn. And we'll calculate the size. Great.
0: I have 0.01 acres. <laughs> oh, well, boy. Wow, they
1: recommend the second least cheap
0: one. The, the, the 115H? The 115H. Yeah, that's what they recommended for me as well. I have 0.18 acres. Wow. Um, yeah, it would cut for six hours a day, every day. But it doesn't have remote control. Oh, no, it does have remote control technology. There you go. Wait, can we, now can we, can we get it to pick something else? Oh, I'd put in like a... Well, yeah, let's see. If I put in 100 acres... Uh... You, <laughs> you put in 100 acres, it says you have a massive lawn. The <laughs> best solution might be several robotic mowers, a rider, or a tractor. Could you imagine getting like six of these? Oh my God! Wait, what's like a famous person's house that
1: ha- would have a lot of property? Uh, ooh, what? Who, what's that Enron guy who moved to that ranch in Wyoming? What was that guy's name? Enron guy. Oh, who, it was, who, was the. Who, it was the. It was the.
0: Uh. Lou Pie. Yes, thank you. Yeah, find Lou, Lou Pie's lawn size. Pie house. Honestly, I can't believe people get this content for free. Lou Pie. Okay, I don't know if Colorado's he still lives 105
1: there. $105 million. Dollars Cielo Vista man- Mansion sells.
0: Uh... Okay, let's see. What if I did... <laughs> let's see. Let's go. The... I'm going to do Central Park. <laughs> and we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Zoom in. No, I have to zoom out. It doesn't... How do I get it all to fit in the box? This is a cool tool, though. Did I tell you, by the way, that I measured for Christmas lights for my house using Google Earth?
1: No. Yeah. And it worked?
0: Um, no, I bought too many. But I guess that's better than not. I bought like 20 feet too much light. So no it didn't work But it was worth a shot I just really didn't want to get up on a ladder and measure uh, No the um, Central Park They calculated at 803 acres uh, And they say uh, You have a massive lawn We can't sell you one of these
1: Yeah I found, a, I found a place of 150 acres in Colorado It so, yeah, you have a massive lawn How complex
0: is your lawn? Very <laughs> Very You have to go around to all the other robotic lawnmowers mowers. All right, I think I think we probably spent enough, done enough BS for one night. Yeah,
1: <laughs> should well, we talk about some tech news?
0: We can. You know, it's that time of year where things are going to be quiet through the new year. No surprise there. But there are a couple stories in here. Um, while you're looking at that, I want to uh, thank everybody who is watching live right now at Twitch.tv/Don't Panic Show on Facebook at Facebook.com/Don't Panic Show. Uh, We appreciate you joining us as always, including our co-host, Colby, um, who is watching as well. Must be having a thrilling evening. Um, Be sure to watch us at uh, about 10 p.m. Eastern, about 10.15 Eastern, uh, Monday nights. Join us there. Comment, and we might talk about you on the show. Dan, where are we beginning?
1: I think we have to start with, uh, I mean, I don't know. I guess start with Fa- Oh, we already talked last week about Facebook coaching their employees, didn't we? Didn't I just randomly bring that up? Uh, I think I did. I think I saw Oh, yeah, that- we
0: did talk about it. Jesus Christ. Uh, that sucks. No, that's, that's fine. We do too many of these, man. All right, yes, we did talk about that.
1: All right, then we have to talk about Dan hopefully being vindicated. Uh, one, of, one of
0: my many past year predictions. Do you remember what our bet was? We made a bet on this. Do you remember? Like a cash bet.
1: I don't remember precisely when.
0: I mean, it's recorded, but I would never be able to. um,
1: I thought you wrote it down one of your three by five cards or something, but
0: I think it was I think I was too lazy to even do that, Yeah, which says a lot. Now, I do have a lot of note cards about horror movies and James Bond films, but nothing on a bet. If anyone remembers, comment. Maybe Colby remembers. Let us know, because I bet cash, I hard feel like cash. it was a while
1: ago. I feel like it was when the iPhone X was coming out. No, I, was I don't like... know,
0: because I keep re-upping it as the problem. Because <laughs> it be like, in the next two years, and then it's like a year later, and I'll be like, still in the next two years, I'm not going to. Well, let's talk about the story first, and then we can get into betting one another. Um, you may know uh, famed Apple analyst Ming-Chi Kuo. Uh, who often accurately predicts things that are kind <laughs> Colby says we should record the bets in the spreadsheet from now on. That's a great idea.
1: Don't panic.io slash bets.
0: <laughs> that would be a fun little interactive thing where the folks at home can uh, can bet along with us, mm-hmm. you know, take the over-under. And then we get indicted by the FEC on... Uh... Hey, gambling's legal, uh, online gambling's legal now. I guess sports... We have to categorize this as sports, <laughs> and then we'll be okay. I think we can get away with that um this famed analyst often predicts uh things that are going on with apple and she came out with a big report on what uh she believes is going to be coming out for iphones in 2020 and 2021 um here's some excerpts uh apple will create more differentiation between the highest end and high-end models um Among first half, among second half 2021 iPhone models, we expect the highest end model would cancel the lightning port and provide the completely wireless experience.
1: This I am so excited for. Mm. Mm. So I don't know if I maybe mentioned this on the show, but I also I quietly made the leap. I have one. Uh wireless charging thingy. That charges things wirelessly. And it's fine. It works fine. So if 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 I if they're like, Dan, your iPhone is waterproof to, you know, ten meters. You could drop it into the bottom of a deep end of a pool and swim down and pick it up, it'll be fine. Your only problem is you always have to fast charge it or uh wirelessly charge it.
0: Cool. Here's the thing. Yeah. I would describe that as cool. Doesn't mean it's a good idea. Imagine the trade-off, right? Oh, cool. My phone's waterproof now. Who cares? My phone is plenty waterproof enough as it is. Like, I'm not going deep-sea diving with it. I'm not, like, chucking it into the swimming pool. Like, why does it need to be... I use this in the shower now. It's It's water-resistant, waterproof enough... But what you're losing is the option to plug things into it. And I agree with you. I wirelessly charge 90% of the time. And I use my AirPods 90% of the time. But 10% of the time when I travel, I bring a lightning cable. And when I use um, wired headphones, I have older headphones that I use with a, a converter into the lightning because I do use wired headphones sometimes. So I just think it's 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 better off having the option than now if they come up with a better reason other than thinner and waterproof that it's good to not have ports, I'd consider it. But I don't think those are good enough reasons to kill the option. Uh, Because then I don't even know this. That has to be a servicing nightmare for Apple. How do you do diagnostics on a phone with no port? You just replace it. But that's that's crazy today.
1: That's. Uh, you, you think they're taking apart your iPhone and bespokely, artisanally, twiddling the wires, the wiring around? No, they just
0: replace the whole thing. But it's going to be so sealed up. It's just it's it's not good for the environment. I don't know, Dan. I don't know. You have never. No one has ever sold me on the benefits of a portless phone, other than it's cool, which Waterproof. I agree. But I don't. I mean I guess it's fine if they have one model with no ports, right? And that's for the insane, you know, make it like the GoPro of phones and you can go and anywhere honestly, with it. I
1: feel like all these have you ever had one of those iPhone cables fray on you? Yes. And like have you ever had it where you get like a little bit of pocket lint in the in the lightning port and then you got to like blow it out, but for like a couple days it's like it has to be held just right otherwise it doesn't charge. I have had both these things happen, and they're they're mildly annoying. Wireless charging solves all those problems. But I think the it's thing about it's much safer. It's not not safer in like the safety of the human
0: sense, but it's much more reliable over the long term. I think there needs to be better wireless charging infrastructure because the pro- the future we were promised was that you'll be able to go to Starbucks and put your phone on the table and it'll start charging, or you you know you'll be able to be on the bus and things will start charging. And like when that future comes, I'm going to lean more into this, but it's not quite there yet. Here's an idea, Sean,
1: that I just thought of. What if uh, your phone had no ports, but you still have these lightning accessories that you want to use with it? Yes. You get a lightning to wireless adapter and it magnetically slaps on to the bottom of your phone and it has a wireless data connection that it uses to do whatever it is that you were doing before. Audio, plugging it into a computer. It just couldn't charge. Maybe it could,
0: yeah. Maybe it it couldn't charge. Maybe it still could. That'd be pretty dope. Uh, But that's also the kind of thing, too, that you could solve with a case, right? Where the case has a lightning port on the bottom and a wireless charging coil inside of it. Yep. Yeah, boy, Dan, you're really starting to sell me on this thing. (laughs) I'm not... I, I don't... Ugh. How cool
1: would that be? Ugh, that
0: would be so but cool. this is like...
1: Wouldn't when, it be amazing if you could put that little that little dongle anywhere on the phone you just slap it on there and like wherever you happen to want to charge it or like connect it to today, it just goes?
0: Uh, 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 <laughs> but like I'll give you another big issue, which is um, Bluetooth CarPlay is nowhere in no cars right now. You have to plug them all in. I just think the yeah. transition will be huge, but I agree with you. I think offering a highest, because according to this report, is that they want to have more options, because they're not selling enough iPhones. So they want to have more options for more people on the high end, on the low end, everywhere in between. I think for a highest end phone, this is. I agree with you, that's the direction they're going to go. And I think that's fine. Will I buy one? Probably not. But I think there'll definitely be a market for it, sure. And we're a lot closer than we were a few years ago. I think yeah. the success of, of AirPods has really shown that they they sold. I read an article somewhere they sold like three million of them over Black Friday. Um, so the wireless technology is out there. Now, there's a there was one other interesting note in this uh, analyst report. That uh, apparently uh, earlier in 2021, uh, Apple would release a cheaper quote unquote phone um, that would have ports, but the interesting about it is it would have a 5.5 or 6.1 inch display and will adopt a full screen design. The notch area will be smaller because there will be no face ID support. The touch ID will be integrated with the power button located on the side. Now there are some Android phones that have this technology uh, where the fingerprint reader is in the button on the side of the phone. Um, To me, that's more interesting than the portless phone because I would love a truly edge to edge screen where they can put the camera beneath the screen um, for photos and then use the touch ID on the side. I like face ID it has its advantages, but god that edge-to-edge screen would look really great.
1: Yep. I'm I'm also here for the edge-to-edge screen. Yep. I think that's the future. There's always going to be a front-facing camera though.
0: That's the thing. Well, but you can we've seen other companies put it beneath the screen. I think the issue is you can't get all of the Face ID sensors beneath the screen. So I think if you take those away... If you
1: put it beneath the screen, isn't there just a dot there? People want to take selfies. Yeah. Uh, So do these cameras, uh, maybe I haven't seen them, do these cameras who are under the screen, the screen, if if the camera's not in use, covers the whole front?
0: Here we go. Putting it in the Slack. Oppo unveils world's first underscreen selfie camera, uh, which is essentially invisible when the screen is on. Um, Oh, let me give you a better article here. Our friends at Xiaomi. Xiaomi. Um. You can still see a ghostly outline of the camera under the display, but it doesn't require a permanent notch or hold a function. Um, and in this example, it's really barely noticeable. Xiaomi. Xiaomi. Is that, is that how you say it? I have absolutely no idea. Let cool. me find out. <laughs> I want to know. I want to get it right. I want to get it right. And Wikipedia will have that nice, like, pronunciation thing. Right. And it's totally. Oh, oh, look, I can listen to it. Hang on. The folks watching the show will hear it. Here we go Xiaomi. 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 Xiaomi.
1: Xiaomi. Oh, you were close.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I think that's the direction they go. Is is they can get a camera under the screen, they can't get the infrared and all the sensors beneath it. So that's why they kill Face ID. I think that'd be neat. But who knows? We're talking 2021. So... Who knows? Exciting stuff. Dan, I'll.
1: Yeah, maybe we'll have to. Let's make the bet now.
0: Well, we, we keep updating it anyway because we keep forgetting. So, sure, Dan, what do you want? You set the parameters. What do you want 2020, the 2020, no ports. But this Bye. report says 2021. Oh, really? Yeah. Late uh-huh. 2021. Fall of Ooh. 2021. Ugh. I would take action on 2020. 2021. <laughs> Which, by the way, I do think that was the original bet. was, like, by the end of 2020.
1: I think that was right. It may have even been by the end of 2019. God, you must
0: owe me so much money by now, and I just don't remember. You're so lucky. No, I'm smart. I know that you don't follow (laughs) up on it. Oh, no. Shame on me. Um, Dan, we can hit up uh, one more story here. Okay. Not that there are a lot to choose from. Let's see...
1: Uh, let's talk about Oculus Quest. Now, can do you know there's Oculus Quest and there's Oculus VR? The Oculus Rift. What's
0: the difference between the Oculus Quest and the Oculus Rift? Do you know? Yes, I actually do because I just Googled it. So uh, there are three Oculus headsets for sale. Oculus Go is the cheapest, um, and that's the one... Um, it is the basic... One that it doesn't require a computer, and it all runs on itself, but it's more for um, viewing of movies and things like that, not really for gaming. Okay, okay. and that starts at one ninety nine. Then there's the Quest, starts at three ninety nine, all in one VR gaming, no PC required. Um, this is sort of their leading uh, non PC headset for. Uh, it's got the better tracking. It's got the two-touch controllers. It's meant for gaming. And then the Rift is the is 399. That one requires a PC. So the Quest is the standalone, the Rift requires a PC.
1: So if you are using a Quest, would you be using it with your phone or would you be using it with
0: nothing at all? You would just put it on. You set it up with the mobile app, but it doesn't require it to play, is my understanding. Oh, okay. It it all lives right on there.
1: I did not fully understand that. Okay, so the Oculus Quest
0: is, you can see your hands. It does hand tracking. Well, it does now, Dan, so let's break this down. Uh, Oculus is rolling out native hand tracking to the Quest starting this week. Uh, it was previously expected in 2020s. So they're a little ahead of schedule. It's available as an experimental feature in software version V12. Uh, once the update is installed, you can turn on hand tracking in the experimental features menu. Now before you think it's that exciting uh, there's not a lot of support for it immediately uh, you will be able to use it to navigate the headsets library and store interfaces as well as the oculus browser and oculus TV apps but that is about it they plan to release the developer tool set for hand tracking next week so uh, there's a neat little sort of uh, video example in this verge article that shows um, what hands look like in the interface um, and that they can you know see the individual finger fingers and you can tap stuff and scroll through stuff with your hand. It looks pretty neat. That's awesome. Right now, to do that, you require um, the Oculus uh, hand controllers.
1: This is really cool. This is getting to my, I'm I'm watching this video. It's getting to my generalized VR platform thing. For compute doing regular old computer tasks, I think they would be better in 3D. I think we're a ways off, but on an infinite timeline, that's where we would end up, I think.
0: It reminds me of all those, like, in movies in, like, the 90s and 80s when they were first, like, displaying what VR was and it was always the most boring, useless applications of it where it's like, I'm going to go to a, file, a virtual file cabinet and open it and pull out a virtual file, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what you want.
1: Yeah, because and not necessarily for files, but imagine for spreadsheets where you could see like like Google Google spreadsheets, it really knows that every state that spreadsheet has ever been in. Right? Yeah. If you think about it. Uh huh. But you can't you can see that kind of if you go to like the revision history, but you can't really see it. Remember that, that old Mac time machine view where you could see your finder window and then, like, it accordioned out the back all the previous versions of it and you could, uh-huh. like, flip through it? Because you want to – you're looking for something visually. You're like, oh, I want to see the thing when it looked like this. So you just want to, like, quickly look through and find it. And I feel like that's so much more natural in a 3D environment than it is, like, oh, well, here you can just keep clicking next and you'll just see all – will t- show you the whole thing. It's like, no, if you're looking through a pile of papers, I don't know about you, but I have a pile of papers on my desk, the stuff I have to do but don't really have to do, so they just sit there. Right. Look, I'm like, ah, crap, where's that one thing? Like, I can find it really fast. If I was trying to do that on my computer, still, it would be like, uh, did it have the word Brooklyn in it? Was it, some, did it ha- Was it from the state? Like, you know, it's much faster to just, just look, Just see all the things and look for it.
0: Yeah, but I also feel like that problem is solvable by a well-trained AI voice assistant, too, where you say, find me the file of blank. Yes. And yes. you don't have to do it in virtual reality.
1: That's true. It's true. I, I don't know. I go back to the programmer view of this, which is, like, if you're writing software these days, it's very complicated. Mm-hmm. And... Right now, we basically just look at everything one at a time in these, like, text files. But really, when it's running, it's like, there's the thing that's that's sending out the video. And then there's another thing, which is, like, encoding the audio from your microphone. And then there's this other thing, which is, like, overlaying the graphics. All these things are happening simultaneously. But when you're looking at it, you're forced to consume it one thing at a time. Because there's only one Screen to look at it, in. but I should be able to see it all happening, and be able to like zoom in on this part and be like, "Oh, like what's the video transcoder thing doing? How is it putting this image on top of it right now? What did it all?" I saw this like weird glitch in how the video was rendered. Show me all the frames and let me like l- scan around and look for it.
0: I, I'm just right. giving you a hard time. I I right. agree with you, and and we've talked previously on the show about how. Google Glass has actually been very successful in manufacturing and in Mm -hmm. some other uh, industrial business applications where employees wear it and it uses it to help them um, do their jobs. That's more augmented mixed reality. But still, I I agree with you. I mean, I do think there are specific applications. Um, You know, would someone in accounting necessarily use this? I don't know, but I think you're right. It's sort of... It's sort of in certain applications. Yeah, I think it does make a lot of sense. And, uh, you know, it's just neat. It's just neat, you know. Then you can really start doing that minority report stuff with your hands where you're grabbing stuff and you're moving it around and, you know. Heck yes. As we see in every, like, Marvel movie where they have, like, eight screens and they're just all, like, hover-floating and... (laughs) I like the term hover-floating. Hover-floating? A little redundant. (laughs) A little redundant. Um. Yeah, this is cool. Maybe I should, I didn't realize the Oculus was uh that reasonably priced. 3.99 is really not that bad. Think I should get one?
1: I don't, I don't think you would ever use it, but, you know.
0: <laughs> I appreciate your honesty, <laughs> and I think you're right.
1: I think you might use I don't what are the video applications like for the Oculus at this point? Like, that first one that you were mentioning, what can? What does that actually mean to watch video with it?
0: That's a great question. I'm trying to quickly find out. Because
1: um, you do watch... You probably watch more movies than I do. Uh, so if that were cool, you might get some use
0: out of that. Yeah, I don't... These are just one of those things where I just am going to get such a massive headache using it. <laughs> 3D movies give me a headache. Yeah. I don't think I could even... Can you... Uh, I guess you can still... Oh, there... I
1: haven't been to the movie theater a long time. You can still go see 3D movies in a movie theater,
0: right? Oh, yeah. Ugh. There's a Hulu app for Oculus. It just it just looks really big. It's not like, you know, anything special. Yeah.
1: I feel like at some point, there will also be really cool... They won't really be video games. If, this thing's, if these things become more widespread, which I think will take a long time, somewhere along that, that uh, journey, there will be lots of people making movies for it, but they won't look like movies at all. They will be video games that you can interact with in extremely limited ways, which I think will probably just be looking around. Uh, And that I bet you would probably like But I I haven't heard
0: of anything like that Now here's a question for you Dan Have you ever done One of those VR gaming experiences What does that mean Okay like the void Or some of these other ones are you familiar with this
1: Oh, I think I was just hearing about this today where like there's a big installation.
0: Yeah, there are a couple of these floating around. They'll go and like they'll go find like old JC Pennies or something that have gone out of business and they build. It's a mix between real world and the game where they'll build like real hallways and real things you can grab and touch. But none of it's designed because you're wearing the VR headset and you actually walk through these real spaces that match the game. And so in the game, it might be like pull a lever And you reach out, but there's a real physical lever you're grabbing and pulling. And it's a real, you know, there might be like grab the gun and there might be like a prop gun that you pick up that you also see in virtual reality. Uh, It's supposed to be a lot of fun. And there are a couple of them. The Void is like, I think, the primo version of that. Um, But I know there are a couple.
1: Okay, so I did hear about this on the uh, history podcast I recommended a while back, Hardcore History. The guy released a what he calls an immersive memory at the Tribeca Film Festival, which is this thing. It's a World War One, fifteen-minute-long scene with VR, but you're actually touching, you're you're tactilely touching stuff too. Yep.
0: Mhm. Well, they have a location in New York. What 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 does? The Void has a location in New York. Oh, it's temporarily closed. Uh, God can't. Damn it. Oh yeah, they don't have a location. It's opening in 2020. Well, that's misleading. Oh, 2020 soon. That's true. I would be so down for that. Little don't panic field trip. Oh hell yeah. Oh, well they're building one in Paramus. Oh, everyone loves Paramus. Who doesn't? America's favorite. Yeah. So anyway, I'm just curious because that's definitely something I would be down to do. Like, would I do it in my own home? No, but I would love to do like a full-on experience. Anyway, Dan, we're gonna move on to picks, which is the part of the show where you must bring something we want to share, Um, and we've got, we've got some. I'm told that's what the uh, the thing tells me. Uh, Didn't you already pick this? I thought that I did, but I didn't see it. Oh, okay. Well, go ahead and pick it again. Maybe we just talk. The problem is. Oh crap! I I did already pick it. I forgot how long ago it was. There's no shame in in double picking.
1: If you haven't read Super Pumped, you should read it. I that can't was only believe like it's two months old. ago.
0: No, it was three
1: months ago. I picked it in September. Can you believe that? I, I actually for sure can. I read it in November.
0: There are uh, many times I've like had to check and make sure I wasn't double picking because I know. I, just but I think
1: this is the first time I've actually double picked, though. Although I have checked and found out that I have. Anyways, mm-hmm. read Super Pumped. You should
0: read it. No, it's so good. He picked it twice. Have you read it yet? No.
1: You would like it. You would really like it.
0: But it's also one of those things where it's, I need to like, I'm going to have some travel in January, which is rare for me. And that's pretty much the only time I read. So I've got to pick very selectively. I'll get through a book in January. Okay. So, but I still, I, and you know what, actually, I'm going to double check because about, I swear to God, a year ago, I think I ordered the paperback version because I'm cheap of Bad Blood. Mm-hmm. Which I know you were a fan of. I think Bad Blood, if I'm being honest, is better. Um, and I enjoy... Did you ever watch the uh, the documentary? I watched most of it, yeah. Because um, I watched that, and I'm very excited for the miniseries. Um, but the issue is, it still has not shipped. What? I, Because <laughs> I, I pre-ordered it. I pre-ordered it on January 27th, 2019. so a year ago and it's arriving january 28th 2020 so basically a year later
1: and just in time to not be useful for your traveling that's so
0: frustrating so frustrating um anyway uh i have a pick uh dan are you uh you you send out christmas cards you like christmas cards
1: i like christmas cards i typically give out more christmas
0: cards than i mail. okay that could Means you have a lot of friends. Uh, I don't have that problem. Uh, I mail a lot of them. And uh, usually I get them through Zazzle. But the Wirecutter published an article, Best Christmas Cards. And I was like, oh, boy. And then Simply to Impress had a coupon and a sale. And I found they had much better designs than Zazzle. So I went SimplyToImpress.com. Hmm. Uh, they're, what's different about them and Zazzle is Zazzle custom prints everything. These guys just print like cards and wedding invitations and announcements. It's all printing. So, you know, you can tell they know what they're doing. And they have a lot of, I would say, really strong designs. I was very impressed. And so I ordered my Christmas cards through them and they want to charge me like $6 for shipping, which I only ordered 25 cards. And I'm like, that's a lot for 25 cards. But then... They sent them to me in this like fancy box, which is crazy. It says simply to impress on it. And it's like, it says like, thank you on the inside and it's all wrapped. And then in the box, not only did they include a thank you note in which they say, which by the way, is I think one of the smartest things I've ever heard. If you're like most customers, you might've been adding to your recipient list even after you placed your order. So we've enclosed an additional card and envelope free of charge i like, that's really thoughtful. And they sent me a $15 gift card Jesus, for like being a first-time customer. And then I'm not going to reveal the cards on the air because I want people to be surprised when they get them. <laughs> uh, maybe, Dan, when we get offline, I'll reveal it because you will be getting one. Um, but the cards look beautiful. They printed very nice. So I'm, I'm a very satisfied customer. They were a little pricier than Zazzle, but not by much. I wouldn't say they were outrageous. Oh, and they, for like... I think it was like $5 more. They printed... Oh, I shouldn't show my address on the air, huh? They printed my uh, return address on the back of the envelope. Oh, wow. And you could pick different fonts and stuff. And I'm going to use that uh, $15 gift card. You can buy um, address stamps, like for return addresses on envelopes, like a self-stamp. And they've got beautiful designs. I'm very impressed with their designs. So, uh, yeah, That's I'm a cool. happy customer. So, Um Check it out for all your card needs. Sweet. Yep, so those will be sending out soon. And if you would like a Christmas card from me, write to us at don'tpanicshow at gmail.com and I'll send you a Christmas card. Okay. Dan, anything else from you, sir? That's it, that's all. That's Here's all you next wrote. time for more uh, Dan Smart Home <laughs> Extravagance. We're really turning into the Smart Home show. It's really getting bad. It's yeah. it is the perfect, like disposable income hobby.
1: Yeah, and but I'm really looking forward to solving some of your problems of
0: arbitrarily arbitrarily programming your house. Because this seems like it should be possible. I will say, Dan, I'm very hot on hoobs. Because I was looking at the site and this is (laughs) this solves several issues I have. Got the hots for hoobs. I got the hots for hoobs, buddy. (laughs) Including one thing I have desperately wanted, which is a dashboard. Mm. That I could put up on an iPad or on a display. And this has it. So I'm gonna I might order one of these and play with it. Mm. Um but I gotta do some more research. So I'm very excited. Sweet. Um I will Things about this show, but before I do that, uh, I want to mention quickly Up for Debate at upfordebate.tv. Last week we published our final scary movie episode on Hereditary. Have you seen Hereditary, Dan? No. It's very good. Um, I won't spoil anything. It's got a few twists in it, but um, I enjoyed it a lot. Great modern movie um, and worth watching. And the whole series was a lot of fun. This week on the show, we are doing our annual gift guide episode. Matt and I are going to recommend some great gift ideas, help answer some gifting questions. It should be a fun time. It's over at Upfordebate.tv, or just search up for debate wherever you get podcasts. This show, of course, Don't Panic.io. Uh, <laughs> Col- <laughs> Colby says in the Slack, our uh, our spinoff smart home podcast should be hot on Hoobs. Yeah, that's a little racy. That's explicit. I don't think yeah. we can say that. Um, make sure to subscribe to the show wherever you get podcasts uh, Overcast, Spotify, Stitcher Apple Podcasts, wherever. of course the video version also on YouTube and of course you can reach out to us at Don't Panic Show on Twitter and Don't Panic Show at gmail.com uh, that's going to do it for us this week we're going to be back next week with some more good times and stay tuned because in the next couple of weeks we'll be doing our annual year-end wrap-up episode is coming up as well so you don't want to miss that uh, Colby will hopefully be back with us if he ever gets off his train but until then on behalf of Dan I'm Sean thanks for being here and we'll see you next time for another episode of Don't Panic This has been a Coffee & Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabidou, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.